PST Nation, get on your feet. Cheer loud, baby, because episode 19 is starting now. Let's freaking go, baby. We are so excited to bring you this episode. We're starting things off with horse racing. Evan, the horse whisper Fitzsimmons, is stepping up to the plate, calling his shot, just like he did for the Kentucky Derby, where he won his big money here at the pub. He's giving you the tips and tricks on how to win big money this weekend for the Preakness. He's calling his shot, not just for first place. No, no, no. Second and third place. He's hammering down these picks for you. He's going to turn $5 into $250 on FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever you legally bet from. You don't want to miss this chance to make some good money on the Preakness. He talked to the trainers. He messaged the jockeys. He rode the horses. He has this thing down to science. Hashtag believe in fits. We believe in him. You guys should too. Find out later in this episode. From there, we're moving on to baseball. The hunt for October, it's gone. It's out of there. We're moving on to the hunt for World Series domination. That piece of metal, the commissioner called it, that thing means so much to these organizations and to this fan base. And guys, things are heating up. Teams have already been eliminated. Shout out to my Cincinnati Reds. RIP, pour some out for them. But hey, at least we made the playoffs. Unlike Baltimore. Devin, I'm sorry. Devin, I had to do it. I'm sorry. Had to. Speaking of Devin, he's not in this episode. He had a family dinner. And so family always comes first here at the pub. He'll be back with vengeance next week. Don't you worry about that. From baseball, we move on to hockey. The world needs to stand up and give Tampa Bay Lightning a round of applause. An electric round of applause if that see what i did there pretty funny they brought home the first post-covid north american championship shout out to you guys and yes tim yes evan i know what that means you guys won nhl pickums tim you get to pick my haircut man details coming later on in this episode from there we're going to move on to the nba finals lakers versus heat and speaking of punishment our nba pickums is all tied up series wise loser has to do a beer mile it all comes down to this series you don't want to miss those details. Three of us have picked the Lakers. One of us picked the Heat. If you follow us on Instagram, you already know who that is. Guys, if you don't follow us on Instagram, what are you doing? Go to Post Sports Talk on Instagram. Give us a follow, a like, share. Help us grow this brand, baby. Let's keep going. From there, we move on to NFL, NCAA picks. We've got you covered. Where to hammer down at. Where to put your money in. Fantasy owners, listen up. We got some hot topics for you guys, too. You don't want to miss that. Breaking news was happening as we're recording this episode. Tennessee Titans, Pittsburgh Steelers, they are no longer playing this week. So, fantasy owners, get those guys out of your lineups right now. Otherwise, you get zero points from them. It's a bye week for them. Get them out. Minus that one game, we're delivering week four picks for you. A lot of debate here at the pub about it. You guys don't want to miss this. Chime in. Let us know who was right, who was wrong. Fantasy owners, we've got you covered as well. Who to pick up, who to sit, who to start for this week. You don't want to miss that. Moving on to college, we are picking the major games this weekend. If you feel like we missed one, let us know. DM us. Plus, we had some breaking news about our alma mater, Appalachian State. They will be not playing next Wednesday against Louisiana because of that some bit COVID. It ran wild on Arona. And you know what? We're going to come back stronger and better than ever. But we had that insider information, and we didn't break it because integrity is what we're here at the pub. But just know, here at the pub, we knew it before anyone else did, before ESPN broke it or anywhere else. We're slowly turning to ESPN Insiders. Thank you guys so much for the support and love you guys. Keep pouring, keep sharing this podcast. Let us help grow this brand. Speaking of helping us grow, shout out to you guys who sent order confirmation codes in for Peer Spectrum or our merchandise store. We are truly blown away by your all's love and support. So thank you guys. We're going to pick our 250 milligram Peer Spectrum winner. 
in this week's episode, so make sure you listen up for your name. If you didn't win, that's okay. You're still winners in our book, and you can still go to Pure Spectrum, use our code, and get 20% off all their products. That's still a great deal. You're still winning at the end of the day. Trust us on that. Guys, grab a cold one, sit on back and relax, and let's kick this thing off. Hey, Tim, I'm calling my shot. I'm going yard here, baby. Send it down the plate. Let's go. Guys, welcome back. Episode 19 coming at you. I know you were expecting App State wide receiver, the white Randy Moss of the Mountaineers, Thomas Hennigan. I know you're expecting him. However, he had exams. He's a student athlete first, and we always respect that student part. So go ahead. Good luck on your two exams, man. We'll catch you hopefully next week or in a couple weeks. We'll get you on here for sure because we're excited to talk about We had tons of fans' questions. You guys, we're going to save them. If you think of more, send them our way. But we got him on here in the next week or so. Knock on wood. Roll nears, baby. But, guys, we're hitting this roundup. And you know what? Scratch that. Before we hit the roundup, we're going to Evan's third eye. This dude has been on a heater, baby. He is heating up. Chili pepper emoji all around him. Fire emoji. It's hot, baby. And he's talking horse racing for us. Evan, take this sucker away. Just for the record, called the Kentucky Derby. Won not only Parker money, won a couple of my friends. Uh, just called Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know if you can dig way back into March for starting post-sports talk. I said Tampa Bay Lightning are due. I stuck with them, and they are your Stanley Cup champions. A few weeks ago, I said Miami Heat going to be your finals winners. Jimmy Bucket, finals MVP. If it happens, we're taking our money. We're going to Vegas or Cherokee Casino. We're going all in, 22 red, and we're going to stack it up. But no, seriously, um, I love horse racing. I don't know, like, I don't like, I wouldn't say I follow it, but Triple Crown, I always dig up, the, like, who are the horses racing? And I look at what are the odds. And <clears throat> I even look at, you know, who are the trainers. So this is the exclusive. I think I, I, think I gave you a little recap after but this is the 145th ever stakes Himlico, home of the Preakness. It's running 5:45 Eastern Time in BC Saturday. There will be no Triple Crown winner this year because tis the law that that was the favorite, and they dominated the Belmont. You know, this year we're all backwards because of COVID, so Belmont came first. But tis the law who dominated got upset by my dude authentic at the Kentucky Derby and tis the law is not even running. They're not even running in the Preakness this weekend. So I don't know what the deal is. Authentic just kind of broke its spirit, I guess. Just crushed authentic, it. Authentic right now is the favorite, not by a lot. And that's the thing is in the Kentucky Derby authentic was probably the third favorite by race time that it was run at eight to one odds. Authentic is at right now is at nine to five odds. And that's, that's your top horse. And then falling in behind authentic is thousand words and Swiss skydiver, both at six to one odds. So kudos to journalist Vinny Iyer. This guy might be my new best friend. Like I, and I, we've never met, but 
I just got to give you this. This just got me amped up for Preakness. Vinny Iyer, Vinny Iyer writes, with the move from May to October, the Preakness will be run in cooler conditions in Baltimore with temperatures set to be in the mid-60s. How will the shortest premier race, one in three sixteen miles, for three-year-old thoroughbreds play out Saturday? And Vinny, I followed his Twitter account, and his bio is NFL fantasy football writer at Sporting News, a Jeopardy winner and loser, often right or wrong, Charlotte, North Carolina. Just shout out. I think Vinny would be friends with me. We just talk NFL fantasy and horse racing and watch Jeopardy. So, hey, we let's get, get Vinny on, on. Let's get him, baby. Yeah. I, I say we go for it. His breakdown of the Derby was was awesome. And then reading it this week, I was like, man, this guy, this guy is also doing Preakness. Like, it's just really cool. So, again, I, that's who I benefited from. Uh, not that I stole his pick, but his in-depth analysis of the horses allowed me to say, huh, like, I, I kind of like authentic. I, I think that, that there's a chance there. Because really, no one knows. You know, like, there's no expert analysis but i feel like if you're enough to say like these are the styles like this is how a horse runs this is their trainer and all this then you can kind of predict um, yeah it's a gamble for a reason but you can take some of the chance out of it by listening to experts like him i i yeah totally good rule of thumb never bet on the favorite the the favorite rarely they rarely win and i don't know the mathematics behind it part of it is just it's all about who's going to get bets so the fact that often was a derby winner everyone just assumes oh like this horse it just won the derby they're gonna win but authentic if you watch the derby he just he's a front runner so he gets out he gets off the gate and he just takes the lead so as long as he can hold it which is what you did at the Derby, which is pretty rare. Usually there's a lot of horses who can have, they can have that closing speed. It's the hardest way to win a race, really. And, and not just, I mean, you know, this is the Steve Prefontaine method of running, of just going out flat out and just running hard. So the fact that he won the Derby like that and didn't give Tis the Law a chance to break on him, and maybe that's what broke Tis the Law's spirit. He just was like, man, I just can't. I'm sure horses don't care, but there's something, there's something wrong. Something, something isn't right. But, um, yeah, just a little, a little history on authentic. The one thing that I will say is authentic's trainer is Bob Baffert. And he, he is the trainer of American Pharaoh and, also in 2018 justify and those are the two triple crown winner two triple crown winners um obviously american pharaoh the big story was first triple crown winner in like 37 years but then justified it three years after american pharaoh and again that was all the same trainer so this is authentic you know and it's authentic is not american pharaoh but you know, it is, it is that trainer that maybe he knows just, he's got a little bit technique. Um, he just knows how to race or train. And then his jockey is also like a, a hall of fame jockey. So his jockey is John Velasquez and John Velasquez, his, 
really his prime was like the early 2000s. Like I'd say like 01 through like 06. Dang, he's been and doing this for a while. He's been doing it for a long time because like he was, I mean, he was the guy. It's kind of like uh, Jeff Gordon in, in NASCAR. I mean, he's just like, you know, top finish. I think he was first in total earnings for like three of four years in like 2002 through like 2006. So again, this is authentic. Authentic on paper. It looks stacked. But again, I just think the horse's style of running, there's a lot of good closers in this field. And I just think if authentic, even if he gets out to a start, I think there's going to be a lot of horses looking to, looking to steal one. So of those horses, I like a couple. I like Mr. Big News. Uh, he's a closer and art collector. He is also a closer art collectors one going at five to two odds. I would hesitate because I do think before the race starts, I think art collector could turn into the favorite or I think he could, he could close the gap even further. Uh, Mr. Big news is at 12 to one odds. That's a pretty good payoff. And I think he's a lot better than, than where you're at. Like even if you put Mr. Big news, the place, I think that's a safe bet. I like those odds. I think, yeah, and exactly, and it's playing the odds. Thousand words, I think he's he's a good one to place. He's six to one odds. I don't think he can win it. I wouldn't take thousand words to win, but I think he's a safe bet to place. Max Player, Max Player is an interesting one. He's a closer, closes like a freight train, 15 to one odds. His trainer, Steve Asuman, I don't, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but Asmussen. Asmussen, but uh, he's a well-regarded trainer as well. He's probably, um, again, Bob Baffert is is probably your best trainer, and then Steve Asmussen is probably second-hand, but there's definitely a big drop-off. But Max Player, I mean, he's just a wild card. I, Fifteen to one odds. If you're trying to go bold, I think I think you could I I think you could take him, but. It is, it is high risk, high reward. If I got to make a pick, it's between Authentic and Mr. Big News for me. It's okay. between those two. I think Authentic, I think we could see a double crown. I really do. I think he could do what he did in Kentucky Derby, get out to the early lead and just not give it up. I, I really think. And it's a shorter race, so that that obviously is a big favor for him. Um, but Mr. Big News closing like a freight train and i think the reality is I, I i like those odds better 12 to 1 odds versus authentic nine to five i'd probably take mr big news if i was putting money on it just because i like the odds but this is a weird year where i like the favorite i like the favorite for for the preakness i um, i think it has everything going for it you know it's the the trainer has been around, has has done amazing things with American Pharaoh and Justice, and then you got this jockey who's just an old timer. Like he's like, "Hey, final ride, boy, let's go do it." Hey. And also, the thing is, he was slept on in the Kentucky Derby. So um, what I'm hearing from from your heater, your scorching hot self, the third eye raven of horse racing here, is I'm placing authentic to win, put my money down on that, and then Mister Big News. I'm going to slide an extra little bit there just for him yep. to place. Is Mr. that Big what we're telling our place. listeners? Yeah, I think so. 
Over, like if uh, I'm if I'm locking them in, I think it's authentic first, Mr. Big News second, Thousand Words third. We're gonna put our money in FanDuel, DraftKings, whoever. We're putting our money down on them. We trust your picks. Let's go make the pups some money, baby. Now let's move on to our roundup. We're going baseball first, baby. Teeing off on it, playoff baseball. Check, check, check. Wild boys going round them Young boys going round them So it's the hunt for October. Things are heating up. It's spicy. We had some games today. Fitz, your twins, man. I, you know, you you spent some time in Minnesota. You fell in love with the twins, and they just just heartbreak city. It's eighteen consecutive postseason losses like eight consecutive postseason losses i mean we're talking about not even like okay we took a game they cannot win in the postseason watch them today i think it's in their heads i just think i think it was in the fifth inning they've got it made they've got a the Astros put in a pitcher from the kbl put in this guy on the mound who looks like he's got no business being in this game I mean, he's nervous, and he walks. He walks the first batter, and then the Twins get a hit, and they got runners on first and second with two outs. I mean, they're just trying to get out of the inning, and, and I think that's why they put him in. Is that like, this guy can surely get one out? He throws a meatball over the plate. I don't know if it was Rosario Polanco, but someone just they get a piece of it goes all the way to the wall, bounces off the wall, goes over the outfielder's head, and the third base coach sends them both. He sends runners on second first. He's like, go, go. Person on second scores, and then the person on first, they're just thrown out. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you had them on the ropes. Because I was like, you probably don't want to send them. I mean, it was pretty obvious, like, you know, just just stay at third. You know, they had someone – they had another – good hitter coming up and it's like this guy has no business being on the mound this is it this is two out rally so you only get one run but this is what i kind of wanted to see with the kbo like them coming back early i wanted exposure for those athletes so when the mlb got going maybe some of them would slide this way and it and i know he was signed before kbo took off but hopefully this sees more kbo athletes come into the league maybe that helps open that door to the korean uh, to korea yeah i think that's a possibility the reality let me put on my Stephen a hat the reality of the situation <laughs> is that the MLB is going bankrupt. KBO taking over the world's baseball organization. Book it. Hey. No, wait. Golick says book it. What does Stephen A. Smith say? You got to use more like long words. Dang. You know, you're right. I'll work on it. I'll, yeah. have, an, I'll have a better one next week. Like, listen, t- let me tell you everything that's wrong with the Korean Baseball League, okay? You got the, the authenticity <laughs> of the... Samsung Lions. Like he, I don't know. He just gets into it. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't all right. bad at all. I tell you, my favorite Stephen A. Smith skit was the SNL one of uh, Jay Farrow going oh, in on. Gosh, love it. Anyways, so and then later in the game, really, it was the eighth inning, and the Twins great, great at bat to really, to really lead off. I think there was. I think the first guy got out, and then the second guy just great at bat and he gets a walk he walks the first and then they pinch run they put in buxton on first base and we just see this long like what a good pitcher does he holds the ball and he holds it and he, and he keeps pitching over you know they're trying to pick him off and buxton might be the fastest player in major league baseball everyone knows 
he's trying to go. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows because, you know, you get him on second and you got one out, then all you got to do, just plop one over the first base. You're, you're tying the game back up. It's just a bad, it's just a bad at bat. And they just, they just totally blew it. I think they were up in the count too. He's up three, one in the count, blew it. And then the third out is Buxton gets picked off (laughs) is Buxton. He's just, he tries to go for it. They get him in a pickle, tag him out. And then, I mean, the Astros basically just ran away with it. And it was just sad that, you know, the twins had a chance even in the ninth inning and there's just no energy on the bench. It's like they knew, all right, we're done. Like that was our chance. I know we're going to talk about NFL in a second, but you know, shout out to the Cleveland Browns. They had, it was like 84 consecutive games played at or below 500. And they finally won. They're two and one. So they broke that streak and they'll be playing Dallas for the first time in 84 games above 500, which is just insane. It's like how, and if that becomes your culture, you know, how, what does it take to break that? What does it take to, you know, reverse the curse or anything like that? And the twins, again, it's like you saw it in the fifth inning of this game. That's a crazy stat about Cleveland. We'll have to dive into that a little bit later. You know, to to happen against the Astros, where it feels like America is totally against the Astros, and everybody was kind of pulling for Minnesota, but like you like you said, there was no energy on the bench. And a lot of games today, there just seemed to – maybe it's the crowd. You know, we talked about last week the hunt for October, that crowd. You feed off that crowd. You know, we talked about the four days in, in, uh, in October yeah. with Boston and Yankees, and, and, and just that place was going nuts in Fenway. And – maybe they need that fan. Maybe they need that interaction. Maybe they need that crowd beating on them. I don't know. Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, everyone in America is pulling for the Twins. The other team that got booted today, Toronto, the Blue Jays. Tampa Bay took them out. Uh, clean sweep, 2-0, just like the Twins. Honestly, I thought the Jays were going to put up a little fight. They got hot for the mid part of it, and then they've kind of fallen off. And I think, once again, that lack of energy has just really depleted these teams. We're looking at White Sox, Athletics, Athletics, it's tied 1-1. They'll play tomorrow. Uh, so by the time this broadcast comes out, we'll already know who came out of there. We were looking at Yankees and Indians, which I'm not sure if we can PC say that or not. I don't know. That's delayed uh, for rain tonight, but the Yanks are up 1-0. The team that was injured, but I think if they get healthy, they're my pick way back when. Like like you picked Trump, Tampa Bay Lightning. I picked the Yankees to win the World Series. I think if they get healthy, they're going to be a dangerous ball club, especially late late in October. You've got Brewers and Dodgers. A lot of people picking the Dodgers. I know Devin is a huge Dodger guy. He's hammering down on them on FanDuel. He's really big into the Dodgers. Uh, that's going to be really interesting. That series is going to start tomorrow, Thursday, and it'll move in uh, to this weekend. My Reds, man, it's kind of like the Twins. Trevor Bauer, power hour Bauer, baby, was throwing gas down the plate. 12 strikeouts. That's a Cincinnati Reds oh postseason record we pull them in the eight and i'm like oh crap here it comes like cincinnati's about to implode our bats have stunk all game thank god Atlanta has stunk on offense as well it was zero zero going to the 13th inning the longest postseason game without a score we had three chances ninth 10th and 11th we had bases loaded um in two of those innings first and second in the 10th inning and we blew it we couldn't bring a runner home we had one out on two of the bases loaded and just blew it. 
I heard about that because I got a text from one of my friends and they were like, here comes a bunt, like, you know, perfect bunt situation. And then it was followed up with, how do you not bunt? Like, you know, it's like, what, what has happened? The small ball, like take the, take the easy run. For real. It like all Cincinnati, I said it last week. We were like, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll get in. We got in. And now it's like, well, we're in time to lose again. Cause like Minnesota, it's been a long time since we got a postseason win. It's a struggle bus, man. And and like you said about the Twins, and like we said about Toronto, there was a lack of energy on both sides, not just Cincinnati, but Atlanta looked dead too. And they were supposed to be his favorite. They're supposed to walk all over us. Um, I'm I hope we come out swinging, but I think momentum's in Atlanta's favor now. Going that long in a game, I think it just wears on a team. Key moments where it's like the energy of the crowd, you know that it's. Yeah, that it, it just – you have to find that energy within your team. Let's move in. I know we had a couple other games about baseball, but those are teams we care about here at the pub, the <laughs> ones we put money on. The only teams uh, that matter. Yeah, the only teams that matter. Lightning King. NHL. Stanley Cup Finals. You know, Parker, sometimes you're just not meant to win things. And in your case, you just you couldn't do it. I ended up winning the Tampa Bay Lightning. They overcame the COVID Cup odds and beat your Dallas Stars. I was I was a game behind you, and the stars were hot, man. They had been underdogs. I had to pull for them. They they just they broke my heart, man. And now you've got to pick the haircut I get. And I was really hoping for a tie. I wasn't sure what we we're gonna do for a tie as a punishment, but we we're gonna figure out something something fun. But sure enough, man, you, you shout out Tampa Bay. You brought home the first North American 2020 championship post-COVID. Big ups to you guys. Tim, major hats off. You are the lightning king. All hell, the lightning king. Thank you. Thank you. Now, my royal decree, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I don't know what we're going to do yet, Parker. I will say that Claudia uh, texted me, and she was very excited that Parker was supposed to be getting a haircut. And, you know, I said, I don't know if I want to give Parker a haircut. I know the time and the patience that it takes to grow your hair out. And Parker's got a beautiful, beautiful Arkansas waterfall. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I may, we may have to agree on an alternative punishment because I don't think I could cut your hair. I just don't. Mm. It'd be too painful for both of us. I, you know, I respect that. It's just that love and that brotherhood ship we have for each other. And I That's respect right. that. So, hey, whatever you come up with, King, I am at your servitude. But no, shout out to you. You kicked my tail, man. It was a really fun thing to do. I it loved was. hockey was awesome. It was one of the first sports back and we plunged right into it. And it was just awesome to watch. Yeah. Fun games. Uh, NHL, they crushed this, this COVID cup. They did everything. I mean, it's hard to find many blemishes on, on every, how they performed, how they ran everything. 
I mean, the gold standard for how you expect a, a professional organization to handle something like this. So props to uh, NHL. They did great. Great entertainment, great games. I mean, what more could you ask for from a fan's perspective, you know? Hands down. Hands down. Absolutely right. Real quick, speaking of winners, Tampa Bay won our Pure Spectrum giveaway. People who DM'd us their Pure Spectrum order, their merchandise order, shout out to you guys. We had so many of them, and we truly love the support you guys give us. We really appreciate it. Keep them coming. Keep those Pure Spectrum orders up and running. Merchandise is hopefully going to be here in the next couple of days, next 10 days or so. We'll get that to you. But a little drum roll here. <laughs> Caleb Morton has won the Pure Spectrum 250 milligram droplet. Homie, send us, DM us your address, and we'll get that thing shipped out to you ASAP. Plus, maybe a little sticker will slip in there as well. Dude, shout out to you. Thank you for the support. Thank you to everybody who DM'd us confirmation numbers. We really appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Hey, congrats, Caleb. You're my hero. <laughs> Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. It's the finals. We've all made our picks. Fitz, you are the odd man out. You're going Miami Heat. You've called it from the jump The Lone Ranger. On. You're a Lone Ranger. Loser has to do a beer mile. So either you're doing a solo beer mile or we're three doing a relay of a beer mile because the series are all tied 11 to 3. Like you and me took the lead in the first two rounds. And these little suckers came back on us, man. I thought we were going to have another Tim Hackey battle. Sure enough, here comes It's everybody. It's it's everybody. It's a dogfight. Yeah. And just for clarification purposes, on record, what are the parameters of this beer mile? Are we we having specifics here? Basically, from my understanding, it's just you got to find a track. You chug a beer before you begin. And you basically chug a beer, run a lap, chug a beer, run a lap. So you do four beers and four laps. That's right. Wow. And the winner picks the beer we have to chug. Oh, wow. This is rough. I thought oh, it was that's cool. one beer. I thought it was just one beer mile. It's four beers in one mile? Four beers, one mile. No, nah, because I can't give you like, we can't do like a craft. You got to do like a breakfast stout. Just something <laughs> <real> heavy. <laughs> well, no. no porter. I feel like that's not fair. Honestly, what we had golfing the Natter days, those would be solid. Yeah, those wouldn't be too bad. I don't know about that third lap. I'd be huffing and puffing already and just – It is – it's – you know what? I respect you for going out on a limb. You called this early and you're sticking to it. There's always that saying, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So you better pray to God LeBron and AD don't work hard in this series. I think everyone's sleeping on the heat. I really do. Tyler Hero is balling right now. On and off the court. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Jimmy Buckets and Drajic. I mean, the Heat, I just see them. It almost, it almost reminds me of what we saw with the Raptors when, with uh, Kawhi and just, you know, Pascal Siakam and Van Vliet and all these, like, it's kind of these cast-offs that you don't really think about when you think, like a superstar team, but collectively they're a really good team and, and they have Eric Spolstra coaching them. And when I look at the Lakers, I see AD and LeBron. I see old Rondo. I see Ingram who I've never been high on. Like he's, he's a freak athlete, but just seems inconsistent. I don't know. Like I just, I feel like the heat, I think they're a championship team. I really do. 
Hey, you're stepping up to the plate here. How many games is it going? I think it's I think it's a series. And I think it's six or seven. LeBron, I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll know what happens game one. Because I think if the Heat steal two, I think the Heat can finish in six. But I think if it but I think if if it's one one, again, assuming LeBron loses game one, if the Lakers equalize it. I think it could very well go to seven and be a and be a true exciting finals. For sure. I I don't disagree with you. If the heat's still too early on, I think it's the heat series. It, the momentum shifts. And LeBron has two different LeBrons that show up in the finals. If we look at his final record, when he wants to pass the ball to like a Mario Chambers or a Dwayne Wade or a Chris Bosch, when he wants to pass the ball and not take the game in his own hands, they lose. And now he's got a choice. He's going Lakers. He's got AD. He's got Rondo. He's got Ingram. He's got to say, hey, get out of my way. Let's go. Let's do it for LA. Let's do it for Kobe because we've got to go now. And if he doesn't, I think what you say is exactly right. This young Heat team that has these kind of castoffs, these rejects almost in a way that you wouldn't really say, hey, those guys are just balling. You give them momentum, that's dangerous. Like a bunch of rebels with with momentum, they can they can blow up the Death Star, right? A lot of Star Wars references. You, you give yeah. momentum, it's game over. Seriously. Well, Jimmy Butler is playing his best ball ever, and, and this is the Jimmy Butler that when Jimmy Butler signed to go to Minnesota, this is what Minnesota thought they were getting. Minnesota was like, "Oh my goodness, we're getting this." You know, he was just on. I think he had just been on the Olympic team. And he was kind of this young rising star that it never, it never really worked out in Chicago and basically nothing. It was like nothing in Minnesota. And then where'd he go after that? He, he went somewhere else and was basically. Oh, nothing. he went to Philly. He went to Philly. He went to Philly and he was supposed to be with Embiid. And again, it was like, Oh, this is going to be a better fit and nothing. And the way he's been playing right now it's just a different jimmy i mean this is not i haven't seen him i was like where was this in minnesota dude <laughs> like, like when you had cat you know he was with cat and wiggins is like you were supposed to be the man and and he's playing like that so i hope he continues to to play like he is i think i've always said jimmy you know about jimmy he needed to be the man he needed to be kind of the, the alpha dog. And Chicago, he never was. Uh, Minnesota, like you said, he had Towns and all those guys there, Wiggins. He was never the man. Philadelphia, he had Joel Embiid. Uh, he was looking at second fiddle there. And so now yeah, in Miami, I he can take that, that veteran role. He can take that big dog role and say, hey, hero, bam, follow me. Let's go do this thing. I think that – you know what? I think it works yeah. out for him. I think he's a I think you're on – I do think you're on to something. So, is he's – everyone's looking to him – to make the play and that hasn't been, hasn't been the case. Yeah. And if, if what you say Giannis goes to Miami, right? I think we had talked about that. I think you had brought that up. Does that change the dynamic there? Maybe yeah, does Jimmy and, go back to his yeah. old Jimmy himself? Like, I, I don't know who knows, but anyways, game one tips off tonight. Lakers are opening up minus 400 favorites. So big time favorites here. Uh, Tim, any thoughts on the NBA Finals kicking off? Lakers, minus 400 favorite here. I mean, my heart wants the Lakers to lose, but you just can't really bet against LeBron in the Finals. So, like, if we weren't doing this whole bet, Evan, I'd be right there with you. 
But statistically, I think the Lakers got it, man. I'm sorry, buddy. You're we'll going to be having a run. Hey, I, I think the Heat are being slept on. Now, their defense is pretty tenacious, and Butler just goes crazy on the court. I think Tyler Hero is balling. I think Jimmy Buckets is playing the best ball that we've ever seen him play. So, Plus, his mustache is like <laughs> the ferocity on that thing is just crazy. Like you look at it and you're just like, I'm not getting in the lane when this guy's driving because that stash is going to kill me. And see, I wish there were fans because I feel like the Heat fans would just be – they would just want to beat LeBron even more. I feel like the animosity would just be felt in the crowd. Like we said in baseball, like having fans makes a difference. You get that momentum and the Heat fans, I think they got a little bit more reputation than a Lakers fan. The Lakers fans kind of flashy fashion show. Let me sit on the front row with Jack, Jackie Nick over here, get my picture taken. Heat fans, man, they might throw down the parking lot. They're kind of like the Oakland Raiders of the NBA. You never know what you're going to get with those cats. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll see some some hatred, some pent-up rage with the Heat fans. Let's move on. Football, baby. Week four. Guys, our picks, man, they're for me, they're atrocious. Like, I'm so confident in my picks. And they get thrown out like, what the hell is going on? We're getting wrecked by another dude named Evan. That the real Evan. Me. Yeah. He's coming for me. your name. I'm like, I'm like 40% and he's, he's like above 75. Like, Shout out Evan Reap. Yeah. He's killing it, dude. Killing it. Another App State alum. Moving into it. The breaking news in the NFL. We've made memes on uh, Pub Sports Talk all week long. Any thoughts on that? Well, what's their plan for making up the games? So it's uncharted water, it seems like. I'm sure the NFL has a plan, but they haven't released it. And if they can't play it, do you scrap it? And how does that work for playoffs if a team has one less game? Yeah, I don't know. If Do you build in – like, do you build in an extra bye week? Like, that maybe in December – Everyone who needs to make up a game, you know, it's like a makeup day. And, and if you're off, you're off. Or I don't know how to, you know, but if you're already scheduled for a bye, you know, it'd have to be once all the bye weeks are, once everyone's had their bye week, then figuring out a way to make it up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess. I think it's going to be a cluster. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And, and to your point, Parker, uh, did the Tennessee Titans – did like everything kind of get shut down for a little while? I like they weren't practicing, correct? So their facility is completely closed. Nobody in, nobody out. Well, yeah. I, ho- I hope nobody was stuck in there. <laughs> but yeah, they're closed until Saturday at least, and that, <clears throat> that's what they're yeah. reporting. So they're, I mean, they're missing reps. Yeah, you could do stuff virtually and like try to work out at home. But I mean, you could get healthy. But at the same time, I mean, you got to come back and be expected to play against the Steelers, who you haven't physically prepared for so i I don't know it's it could be a really sloppy game from pittsburgh or uh titans perspective and like our 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 athleticism peaked in college high school level you once you're in the nfl level you've been there for a couple years you don't maybe need the physical reps as much as the mental reps your body needs that break 
But I think this benefits you more in week 14, week 13. Once that season has taken a toll on your body, then having like, hey, we got a couple of rest days, guys. This feels great. Like older guys would feel great about that. It being early on season, I don't know if it benefits them that much. I'm with you, Tim. I don't know. Recap of last week's games. Let's just talk about the games we cared about. I've got to start with my Bengals. Evan, all of Cincinnati right now hates you. You spoke this into existence. You said, well, they're probably going to tie with Philadelphia. They did. I'm yeah. hot with my takes right now. Like, I'm just on. I'm just letting you know. Cincinnati pages, man, they've been, they've been blowing me up. So, get that guy out of there. Get him out of there. They both can't move the ball. <laughs> like, it's hey. two teams that are really struggling. And I just – I'll be real honest. It did not surprise me because they went the overtime. And I'm like, they're about to tie because both teams can't move the ball. Granted – the Bengals, Burrow's a rookie. You know, it's you know, I, I feel like I'd make more of a case for Burrow, but the Eagles, you know, Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz. It's pathetic. Joe Burrow, shout out Joe Burrow. He died on the field. Fletcher Cox killed him. Missed <laughs> one play, came back to life. Resurrection led us to a tie, so I can't be too mad. I could see it as like, you know, Burrow as one of those old guys, and he's like, he's got a beer cracked, and he's trying to sound hard. He's like, one time I died on the football field. My heart stopped. And, like, the young people are just like, yeah, sure, Grandpa, you're crazy. (laughs) But, like, he really – he may have died and then been (laughs) CPR'd back to life. I don't know. That'd be funny. I had this, like, mental image of, like, him like being lifted to heaven and then like coach O from LSU be like, Hey, Tigers don't die. Not yet. And then like, he's like, no, I've got to go back down to the field. I've got to get back down there. I don't That's know. Wonderful. Lions Packers. Any other games that really intrigued you guys? I think the Monday night game, I think the chiefs Ravens. Oh my gosh. Mahomes. It, you know, this was, this was supposed to be Lamar versus Mahomes and Mahomes made Lamar look like, a running back. <laughs> hey, shout you out know? Mahomes' fiance. She just announced she's pregnant. That baby is named Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I can't tell if that's real or if you just no, trolled. Totally fake. Uh, no, she announced I, she's pregnant, but without being yeah. cool, if it was real. Like I've seen so so many memes like like the New York Jets just have to tank for twenty years to get <laughs> Patty Mahomes' baby. <laughs> that's awesome i wish devin was here so we could get his perspective from a ravens fan but okay in lamar's defense and as a uh andrews fantasy football holder he andrews dropped a lot of passes from lamar so his passing stats look pretty bad but i don't know what his like target i don't know how basically how many hit the receiver's hands because there was some bad drops Brown dropped a few. Andrews dropped the touchdown pass. And it's like, like at some an point, easy touchdown. Yeah, at, at some point, you can't point the finger at Lamar and say, oh, my God, your, your passing was trash. Like, he, he wasn't having the support. No. I think he looked very frustrated, much like Kyle Murray looked super frustrated Sunday as well. They just looked annoyed, kind of like they woke up on the bad side, the wrong side of the bed, and they just they weren't feeling it. And they, that's how they look. Like, usually Lamar's got a big smile on his face. He's having fun. He was like, dude, get me off this field. Like, I'm not feeling it today. At least that's how you looked at it for me. Yeah. And in my defense, 
you know, my lines, three picks off Murray. So got to feel pretty good about that. Absolutely. I got a few notable quarterbacks that I think we just got to keep an eye on. Starting with Fitz Magic, the Dolphins on Thursday night. Fitz, he started like 12 of 12. Like, it's almost like all the Tua murmurs. Fitz was like, nah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Harvard grad. I, I know football. And he just dissected the Jags. So, shout out to Fitzpatrick. He's probably keeping the start and roll for a while. Side note, I'm pretty sure you were the only one with the Tua rumors. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely, no, there's definitely the Tua murmurs have started. There were two a chance sure, sure. at the end. I think it was the Bills game. The two a chance had started. Yeah, sure, Evan. Keep Dude, drinking the, that Kool-Aid over there. <laughs> Fitz Magic, man. He's got the brain of a genius and the heart of a plumber. Like, I just, that dude knows how to win. He's just a smart cat. He knows how to win. Uh, but then he came out today and said, hey, Tua can make a million more throws than I can. It, and so he's like feeding into maybe the, the, the chant, the rumors, but maybe that's what fuels him. He's got a little Conor McGregor-esque in him. Maybe he just likes that, that, that voice in his head. Yeah. Well, I did – I read an article. It was basically the Dolphins want Tua to have a redshirt year, and I think that's partly because of the injury. I think also, you know, we trust Fitzpatrick, and, you know, Tua just learn from the sideline, and then they'll give him a chance to, to unload. So I think, I think even Fitzpatrick, he knows, like – you know, this guy will replace me at some point, but not not against the Jags, apparently. Okay, other quarterbacks, Nick Mullins. He's the he's the guy in San Fran now because Jimmy G's hurt. Nick Mullins looked good. I mean, granted, it was the Giants, but I was about to say it's, it's the G man. But I'm just saying, if Nick Mullins can hold it down while the Niners are hurt, granted, some of them are just they're done for the year. So I don't know how much. We can get excited if players are going to come back, but the Niners look solid. If they can string together some wins, they could I, be dangerous. I just want to say the G-men lost to a third-week preseason team. Like Those are the guys who get reps in the preseason third game. Like They're probably not going to make the roster, but we'll expose them to somewhere else. The giant starters lost to them. And lost big. Big. Yeah. Yeah, they're losing to backups right now. And then the other, I think really this is the last quarterback to highlight, Nick Foles. Uh, the Bears, they finally gave up on the Mitch project. They pulled the plug. They made a statement. And they put in Nick Foles, and he looked good. And it, you know, the Bears are 3-0, and and they have a scary defense, and they now have a quarterback who can win football games. I'm living in a nightmare right now. <laughs> this is hell. The last thing I wanted the Bears to do is start 3-0, and and then just as they're on the cusp of losing, finally yank Trubisky. And now we got to deal with Foles in the, in the north? Like, come on. This is terrible. Here's the thing. I, I've been on record on this show multiple times. All of us, I think, have said the Mitch Project it hasn't worked. I haven't liked him back in UNC. I didn't think he was worth all the hype and the projected draft pick. But for him to be pulled because of a, a of a, to me it looked like one throw cost him his job. And that throw, I wasn't sure if it's Mitch's fault or the wide receiver's fault because it looked like a fill route, what we call a fill route, where that wide receiver he's either going to do a comeback route or he's going. 
And basically, if I make eye contact with my wide receiver, I'm hitting that comeback route. If I don't make eye contact with him, we're hitting that fade route. And this was like miscommunication through a pick, and he got yanked for it. But then Nick Foles comes out with that, that tinted visor, and I said, it's game over, baby. Nick Foles with the tinted visor. He's doing the dang thing. Bear down. Let's go, Chicago. I'm not shocked. I'm, I think I'm shocked it took Chicago this long to make that to make that pull. And for Mitch, I said it maybe two years ago. I said if Mitch can just play like Tony Romo, like if, if you're looking for just like a Tony Romo, like a guy who, no, he's not going to be perfect, but he will make those plays and he will, and he will show you, I guess that's kind of that, you know, I don't want to sound corny, but it's kind of just that heart, like, you know, like to, to just kind of be laser focused and be able to lead your team. And Mitch didn't have that. And I think what I saw from Nick when he came in is you see a guy who's poised and he's just going to lead this team. And Nick, I think he understands this defense is really good. And all I really need to do is, is shoot it and, and make smart decisions, but take the big play when I can and showcase that arm but at the same time, I don't need to do too much because, you know, we've got a, we've got a great defense. It's just about converting first downs and, and being a game manager. And Mitch just doesn't understand that. <laughs> so Mitch just, he, there's too many, like it's not one play for Mitch. It's strings of plays. Yeah, even like with the Detroit game, granted our defense is Swiss cheese <laughs> and we did have some uh, players out like, Mitch was throwing some bad passes. And then when Trufant finally went out, I think in the second half, that's when the Bears actually – that's when Mitch was actually hitting his passes. So, like, like if he was – if Foles was in that situation, I don't think he misses nearly those passes. I think the Bears smoke us. Like, I don't think it's even a comeback. So, yeah, like you said, Evan, it's just – it's strings of inconsistency, and it feels like everyone who even watches football is like, yeah, get this guy out of here. And Nagy's finally like, well, maybe, yeah, I guess we could put Foles in. But, you know, there's always competition here. It's like, eh, we all know. And, you know, I, Mitch has been super inconsistent. But Sunday, I didn't think he played bad. He had that throw. And, and I hate it for it because I was like, man, he's actually putting a good game together. He's playing decent, better than what he has been playing. And then he gets yanked. But, hey, what have you done for me lately? If you've been super inconsistent, eventually I've got to pull the plug on you. So I respect it. And it could also be things that we're not seeing as fans. People are losing faith in his leadership and maybe, maybe like on the field, it just wasn't showing. And I don't know, maybe Foles, there's a little resurgence in the locker room for Foles. I don't know. Yeah. But I just hate seeing Foles in the North. I can't believe that. Uh, Hey, one more thing about Chicago. Shout out Tariq Cohen, speedy recovery, man. You tore your ACL. Uh, Bun's all the way praying for you. Hopefully you get you get back healthy and better and stronger than ever. I know Kerry Nill, shout out one of our guests from a couple weeks ago. He's going to work the hell out of you and get you back on that field ASAP as best you can. Uh, but just keep your head up, young dog. Come on the show whenever you're ready. We got, we got a spot for you. Uh, moving on, real quick, before we move on to this week's games, I'm going to list the 3-0 and teams. And you can tell me which one doesn't belong, but I guess we can already guess which one that is. Seahawks, 3-0. Green Bay Packers, 3-0. Chicago Bears, 3-0. Nobody has a winning record in the NFC East, by the way. Uh, Steelers, 3-0. Chiefs, 3-0. Titans, 3-0. 
Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia 3-0. Which one does not belong in that scenario? I think it's easy. Bears, but you could probably make a case for the Titans, honestly. Because I think the Titans have played really inconsistent. I also could say the same with the, the Bills. So I just – I was watching the Rams game, and I – they – yo – Mafia got exposed, and they got lucky. They paid off the refs for that call. They uh, did a little racketeering and said, hey, you make this call, I'll burn your house down. The pub does not condone any comments made by Tim Farner <laughs> today, 9-30-2020. We live and die by my com- – no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Obviously, the Bears. And uh, I think Josh Allen, I don't know. He was a little crybaby the other night. Just a little little whine in there, and I don't like it. No, I mean, I, for sure the Bears don't belong there. I think we all agree. Like, how the hell do they go 3-0 with Mitch Trubisky in two and a half games? Bills, you know, they got lucky with the Rams. I picked the Rams. Maybe I'd never go against Bills Mafia again. I don't know. But a lot of people, Josh Allen, MVP chance, I hear him. And it's blowing up Twitter. He's getting a sneaky response. Obviously, Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers, Allen. That seems to be the top list right now for MVP category. So maybe they're doing something right, maybe. But maybe they're just getting lucky, like Tim said. All right, let's move on. This week's picks, the FanDuel lines, I'm going to say them. You guys tell me who you're picking. Let's start with Thursday night's game. Mile High City, Denver Broncos still with a long list of injuries. Cortland Sutton, he's out for that torn ACL. Drew Locke is still out nursing that shoulder. Von Miller obviously is out. But – they're going against New York Jets, who have looked awful. Like, I wish Cincinnati could play them 16 times. would be 16-0? I think Clemson could be 16-0 against New York Jets. But anyways, FanDuel has plus 1.5 odds to Denver. So not a big swing. They think it's going to be a close game. What do you guys say? I, I was the last believer in the Jets. I think, I think it could change when they get Le'Veon back. But even then, I was – expecting Le'Veon to be healthy this year. Darnold is officially bad. I'm taking Denver. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Denver for me there. Yeah, I, I'm going Denver too. Just Sam Darnold, like you said, he's officially bad. Like, mark it in the book, put a fork in him. They're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, I believe. Or maybe Jordan Fields, who knows. Moving on, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Cleveland Plus 4.5. Almost a touchdown favorite here. Kind of surprised me because it seems like the Cowboys play really well. Half a game, the other half kind of inconsistent. The Browns haven't looked good to me. Even their win against Cincinnati. I know me and Evan talked about Cleveland actually having a winning record for the first time in, what, 84 games? They 84 game streak. They have a winning record after five seasons plus. Maybe that's the momentum they need. I'm not so. I'm going Cowboys here. No, I've got the Browns, and for that reason, I think I think they've got some good things happening. I think Odell is actually, you know, believe it or not, I think he's starting to play like a teammate. I think he's buying into, you know, it's about collectively, you know, where Odell would throw ten, temper tantrums for not getting the ball. I think he understands if I go deep and draw two defenders, it opens up Jarvis underneath and. I've just I've seen more of a maturity from Odell. It doesn't mean I think the Browns are going to be relevant, but I think I think they've hopefully put some of these 
bad tendencies behind them. Give me the Browns. New Orleans Saints versus Detroit Lions. Last week, I broke the mold, and I went against your Lions, Tim. I felt terrible about it, but I just thought Kyle Murray was going to eat your defense up. Swiss cheese is what you called it. He's going to find all the holes, poke through them. You guys annoyed the living piss out of Kyle Murray. He had an awful day. Yeah, buddy. It's hard to go against Drew Brees, though. I'm going Motor City, baby. Let's go, Detroit. Let's go, baby. Great. We definitely <laughs> lost. All right. Thanks, Parker. Thanks. Appreciate it, buddy. Because, wait, Evan's going to call it a tie, and then you guys are going to tie. So No, Motor City. Um, I've taken the Lions every week, and I really believe. I, I saw this offseason. I was looking at it. I don't believe in Matt Patricia, but I think they're a team that's going to be in the hunt. And I think they can beat a Saints team without Michael Thomas. I'll take the Lions. Okay. This is going to shock you guys. I'm going the Lions. So, real quick, I'm not going to get on my soapbox. First two games, our defense, we played about a little over 80% of man. And you know how the first two games went. We got wrecked. At, or against the Cardinals, we played just over 50% man. We went more zone, and it gave Murray a uh, a rough day so hopefully Patricia's getting out of this whole we only run man thing and we can change our defense around a little bit props to Kuda I gave him so much crap for the Devontae Adams and it hit me while he was going over D-Hop I was like man he's getting so much good experience as a rookie corner going up against some of the elite wide receivers at the league so I was like you know what I can't hate it yeah he's gonna get burned but he's gonna learn real quick so all right, that was my Detroit Lions soapbox. Got to go with Lions. Hey, I don't blame you. Detroit, Tim, I'm going to throw some more bad juju on you. Plus four favorites for Fandle. <laughs> Almost you're a touchdown him. favorite. You're killing them. <laughs> just, just murder me now. Well, you did it to me last week, so you're welcome, sweetheart. Whoa, Evan. Evan did. Don't put hey, that on me. You said Cincinnati's going to win big time, not even close. Big game. And then he added he added the cherry on top and said it was going to be a tie. I call you, it like I see it. If I do I have a tie or a loss. It's the same thing. I'm with Joe Burrow here. A tie is a loss. I don't you play to win the game. All right, moving on. Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans. Dude, I called the Texans last week. I thought they were going to get the win. They choked. They choked at the very end of it. I've got to go here. Skull chant, let's go Purple People Leaders, Minnesota Vikings. I think Texans had their shot. I got Minnesota getting their first win. I know they were also trying to figure out the COVID stuff because they played the Titans. But I really, I don't think Houston's good. I think Minnesota's got a better coach. I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, I got to go Houston. Vikings have been their defense pretty disappointing to me. So, got to go with the the Texans. Going with the Texans, they're minus 4.5 underdogs here. That To me, it's going to be a close game. I think Billy O. Stooge, does he stooge it up or does he let Deshaun Watson do what Deshaun Watson does and that's win games? It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Colts, Bears, bear down, Nick Foles, tinted visor, letting that thing swing, baby, and he's going to just rip it versus Phillip Rivers and the Colts. I've got to go <laughs> Old Man Rivers, Jordy Nelson. I think they get it done. I think Bears fall to 3-1. and one. 
I have Foles makes this team a threat. So I'm going to take the Bears. Much as I hate to say it, the Bears. Bear down. L.A. Chargers. <laughs> L.A. Chargers versus Tampa Bay. I have not been very impressed with the Chargers. Ever since Hard Knocks came out, I didn't think they looked very good, very disciplined. I'm going Tampa Bay. Fantasy owners, listen up. Gronkowski has a big day Sunday. I'm calling it right now. Pointing up to the sky. Gronk finally shows up and has a big day. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, Chargers just lost to the Panthers. There's a lot of field goals. Herbert still a lot to learn. I don't think the rookie can beat Tom Brady. Yeah, we're going with the Bucks. Tampa Bay being the favorite there at plus 110. Moving on. Baltimore Ravens, Washington TBD. I think I think it's going to be closer than what people think. As long as Chase Young's fully healthy, he's back. You know, he left Sunday with an injury. Hopefully he's back fully healthy. Maybe he keeps Lamar in check a little bit. But I think Lamar's looking to prove all these memes, all these haters wrong. He's a little pissed off now. I think Ravens start running away with this one. Plus they open up at a uh, minus 13. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore, although Chase Young, I'm all in on Chase Young, and I talk about the Washington defense. I like him, but I think Baltimore coming after a loss, I think there's a little more urgency. I think Lamar has a has a better day, so I'll take the Ravens. The Ravens. Arizona Cardinals versus Carolina Panthers. Does Kyle Murray bounce back? from his bad, bad Sunday the Detroit Lions put on him? Or does Teddy Two Gloves come in there and starts letting that thing rip, runs around a little bit? CM23 is still out with that high ankle sprain. Tim called it. He said he's going to be out for a little bit. Probably, what'd you say, four to six weeks maybe? Yeah, typically. Carolina Panthers open up as the favorite. little shock there. I've got to go Cardinals here. I think Kyle Murray gets it done. I think he'll have a bounce back. Fitzgerald finds a couple spots. So I'm taking the Panthers, and it's really interesting because the McCaffrey injury, what I noticed is where the Panthers were relying heavily on McCaffrey. Now they got Mike Davis. They got to trust Teddy Bridgewater. They actually played well against – I mean, I know they played the Chargers, but there were some good things. Defense played great. Their kicker was just knocking in field goals. I think this team can rally, and when they get CMC back, they're going to have just a different type of chemistry. Also, Teddy Two Gloves, apparently he has two pairs of gloves. Like I saw like the first half, he had like a pair of white gloves or like a pair of black gloves or something. Like he changed like in the middle of a drive. Like he did one drive with a pair of black gloves, and they came back, he had two white gloves. I don't know what it is, but... It's drip, it makes baby. me it makes me laugh because he just has wears two gloves, but I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I do think the Chargers defense gets snubbed. Um, I think they're pretty good defense, and because they give Kansas City a run for the money, uh, I think Panthers are playing a little better. Surprisingly, like what Evan said, so we're gonna go with the Panthers. The Panthers. All right. Moving on. Keep pounding, baby. <laughs> Moving on. Minchu Mania finds his way into the jungle Sunday afternoon. You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Cincinnati 
opening up as the favorite minus three here. I've got to go in my Bengals. Joe Burrow gets this win. I think he got the soul knocked out of him. The spirits of Coach O and all the greats talk to him, and he's coming out firing all cylinders. Let's go Bengals. Who day, baby? I'm, I'm taking the Bengals, and I think it's going to be close, but I think Burrow gets it done. I think he finally gets his first win. Finally. Give me the Bengals. All right. No ties. No ties this week. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, 12th man nation versus Fins Up, Fitz Magic. MVP versus MVP? Question mark. Does Fitzpatrick deserve? No, I'm just kidding. Let's go Seattle Seahawks. I think they get it done. And there's two a chance. Besides Evan, I think they get a little bit louder. I hope so. But I think it's, I think it's Seattle. They're going to call him Fitz Tragic because he's about to murder the Seahawks defense. <laughs> Wait, Go Miami. Fitz Tragic. <laughs> Let's I get that name trending. Let's go. Yeah. Fitz about Tragic. Catching bodies. New York Giants, another terrible team. New York is just rough this season. Both teams versus L.A. Rams. Rams choked that one away. Last week, I think they bounce back here. Rams, I'm going. FanDuel has them at uh, minus 12, 12.5 favorites. I think it's worse than that. I think they win by 21. Skunk, give up the controller. I think I've taken the Giants every week. And this week, I picked up the Rams defense in all my fantasy leagues because, one, no one has them. And, two, I think the Giants are going to be terrible and the Rams – just dominate. But he's going Rams. against he's going against Danny Dimes, your boy. I know. And I've picked them every week. And this is the week I'm not I've given up. I'm not dying. I said I was gonna die on that island. I am moving on. The ship has sailed. The dudes are never gonna let you forget. You you parked your boat in that port for a while. <laughs> yeah, never forget. I think um it's time for a sacrifice. I think that they need to take they need to take Jones and they need to <laughs> I think they need to take Jones. Yeah, I can't look at Parker. Let me just cover Parker. Okay. I think they need to take Jones and lay him on the turf. Just let the turf take him. <laughs> just take him out. I think I think his time is done. Appease the turf gods. I think Jones needs to get absorbed by the turf, and all the bad voodoo will be done. Does, does the turf open up and just take him in, or does it just like kind of surround him? Yeah, it's 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 almost like quicksand where he kind of sinks into it, and then it just like assimilates with the, the turf. Right there, the fifty yard line, because yeah. he can't find the end zone. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty hard to watch, <laughs> but uh, I think the sacrifice is essential for the Giants organization. Is that the, is that the pregame entertainment? <laughs> yeah, I'm going Rams. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, moving on. Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, who Tim just got a hit put on us earlier in this episode, versus Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden. I'm going Bills Mafia. Josh Allen for MVP. I'm here for it. I might make a pub sports talk, Josh Allen, MVP, candy arm, shirt. I don't know. But let's go Bills Mafia. I'm never going against them again. I'm taking the Raiders. I think the Raiders have come out really strong. 
I I was a doubter in John Gruden, but they're they're doing something. That team, it just seems like it's it's a different feeling. I still don't know about Derek Carr. All in on Josh Jacobs. I think he's running he's running like a train, and that defense is really solid. John Gruden's really done his homework, and I'm taking the Raiders. I think they I think they get to three and one. I'm going Raiders. I think this week Mariota steps up to the plate. I think Chucky exposes Allen, and I think Raiders are just going to annihilate them. It'll be a bloodbath. Ooh. Let me tell you about this Josh Allen. <laughs> Z-Y, banana, two sp- – I can't even think of the, the play, name. <laughs> We're going to Gruden Grinder. Spider, two, Y, banana. Yeah, banana. There we go. Patriots versus Chiefs. This game, really interesting. I love the way this is. Cam Newton, buffet on the shoulder. Chiefs coming off a shorter week than usual since they're playing on a Monday night. They got over the AFC other giant, supposedly. I think they slept on the Patriots a little bit. I'm going New England, Belichick, Mafia. Can we start that? Nah, probably not. Let's go, Pat. Yeah, it's Belichick versus Andy Reid. It'll be a great coaching battle. This is really tough, but... I'm going to take Kansas City. I just think Patrick Mahomes, I just have the image of him counting on his fingers. One, two, three, four, five with the shrug. And it's like, gosh, he is just dialed in. He's worth every penny of his, of his new contract. And it, it, it blows me away. He, he honestly is like Aaron Rodgers, but better. Like he can get any pass off and just can hit a guy on a dime falling to his left. It amazes me. Patrick Mahomes, I'm all in Kansas City. Yeah, I I like that comparison. Maybe we start calling him Sheriff Mahomes after a while. Who knows? He's just – he's on a different level. I mean, he really is. Yeah, I'm going Kansas City. I don't think Belichick can – I I just think Kansas City has too many weapons for Belichick to dismantle all of them, so – I just think Kansas City gets it done. As I said, Cam Newton's buffet on shoulders. He's got the chip. Belichick an extra day to prepare compared to Andy Reid. Extra two days, really. But I, I think that's going to be the game of the week. Circle it on your paper. That's the one that's going to be interesting. Let's go to maybe the most boring game we have, maybe besides Thursday night's Broncos and, and Jets. But San Francisco, Philadelphia, both are just dumpster fires. Philadelphia hasn't got a win. They have two losses and a tie. Shout out, Evan. Thanks for that. And then the 49ers JV squad. I'm going 49ers JV squad here. Taking the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going with the 49ers. I love it. Quick and easy. Good deal. Let's go. Monday night's game. Atlanta Choco Hawks versus Green Bay Packers. Hey, I would say you'd be dangerous to any team if you give up a halftime or if you have a halftime deficit that's more than two two scores. You're in you're in a bad spot there, but you're going against the Falcons. You could spot these guys 42 points at halftime. They're still going to find a way to lose. Let's go Green Bay, man. Atlanta, Coach Quinn, you're done. Matty Ice, that ice is melting, son. I'm going to go with the Packers. You know, I've been riding the Falcons train for a while. They've done some pretty remarkable things. You know, they've, they've lost in some pretty remarkable ways. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Packers. Trying to, trying to be as honest as I can 
I think the Packers can get to a slow start. That's I've been saying that every week because that's been our one Achilles heel. And I think the Falcons can get a lead like they have against Dallas and they hung with Seattle. It breaks my heart for them, honestly. I mean, it's just, I don't know how they keep losing games, but we have a history with Atlanta that they can take the lead early and not give it back. Um, I know that the big story is, well, we got a high-powered offense that can put up points. But I, right now on my paper, I just have a question mark under Atlanta. And I'm just going to lock it in. I'm going to pick Atlanta. I'm going to go against against my team, hoping that it jinxes and it, and it helps my team. So lock it in. If Julio plays, I think Atlanta wins. If Julio's out, give me the Packers. But go Pack, go. I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that you're going against the Pack there. I Honestly, jaw hit the floor. You realize how hard that was for me? Like, I, I just sat here looking at my paper like, who do I think is actually going to win? And it, and just against Atlanta, who I like, they might have some of the best talent on a roster. Offense, defense, special teams, amazing talent throughout. But like you said, it's that coaching. And, and you know, I talked about last week, Matty Ice not being clutch. Sure, that game, you know, there, there's been games where he hasn't been as precise, but the dude still balls out. I think it's the coaching. I think the coaches need to relax. I think they're trying to do too much. I think they're trying to overcoach it. You want to know how they can relax, guys? taking pure spectrum CBD, 500 milligram droplet right before bed. Get some good rest, Coach Quinn. Sleep well knowing your offense has talent, whether it's passing, running the ball. That defense is going to step up. Your special team, your kickers are going to make great plays. Go to bed, get some sleep, get well rested. Take CBD, pure spectrum. Use our code PUB20, get 20% off. You're going to feel great. You got a little sore? Use our pain relief cream. I've been using it. I feel great. I feel like a million bucks. Guys, how do you feel on Pure Spectrum? I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> it's perfect. And every time, it's perfect. Real quick, let's talk about college. We, let's just talk about the big games. SEC was coming back with a vengeance from last week. Their big game on schedule, Auburn, ranked number seven versus number four, Georgia. This might be a dogfight here. Auburn, they're going to give them a run for their money, but it's at Georgia. I know there's limited fan capacity. I've got to go dogs here. Go dogs. Go Georgia. Guys, give me Georgia. Auburn. You just like going against the flow, don't you, Tim? That's literally what I do with college because I have yeah. no information on anything. No. Yeah, Claudia I just called pick, you. I just pick mascots. Uh, all right. Oklahoma versus Iowa State. The upset from last week. Iowa State is kind of on a heater here. They're going murdered out uniforms, black helmets, black jerseys, black pants, black socks, Ooh. black cleats at Iowa State. I'm all for it. Does Spencer Rattle and Oklahoma get upset again? Fitz? No. I think Sooners. Iowa Homer State. Sooner. Iowa State. I think Oklahoma gets it done. Spencer Rattler. But there's a lot of head scratching after last Saturday. Is Oklahoma worth all the hype? Well, they've never had a defense. No, that's true. It's always been offense. And it's always been that way. Our next big game, Texas A&M versus number two, Alabama. 
I've never been sold on A&M, even when Johnny Football was there. I've got to go Bama here, Nick Saban. The Crimson Tide. I'm taking Alabama. Give me Texas A&M, you know, get those COVID kids out of the shed, you know, let's do it. Is that too far, guys? Was that too much? <laughs> nope, not far enough. I thought about it, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I love it. Just, just keep it. Send it. Say it. <laughs> yeah, Texas A&M, locking uh, it in. And then ACC game, NC State. Shout out Ryan Richardson. He goes to NC State. Huge listener of us. Huge supporter of us. Going against number twenty-four ranked Pitt. Pitt going still uniforms. So gray helmets, gray jerseys, gray pants. Still city, Pittsburgh. I like it. I think Wolfpack upsets them this week. I thought you meant like actual steel uniforms. I was like, that's pretty heavy. Um, that is awesome. Like it looks like a bunch of orakai out there. Uh, I'll take NC State. You weeb. I'm gonna go NC State too. <laughs> hey, full sweep for the pack. Just for you, Ryan. There you go, big dog. Uh, App State is off this week. They will play Wednesday against the Raging Cajuns. Really good game. Hard impact game. Have some breaking news about that game, but I'm not going to share it on air. Just know if it comes out in the media here at the pub, we already knew about that information. Just know it. That's our roundup. There's our picks. Let us know where we got right, where we got wrong. Hit us up. Random question here, boys. Tailgate, college football, NFL season, tailgate is a must. I need your top three things you've got to have at a tailgate. Uh, Food-wise, we're talking food-wise. Oh, it could be anything. Could be. So we're just talking food, beverage, food. whatever. Food, beverage. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave off games like Can Jam, Cornhole, okay. because obviously you got to have that stuff. Uh, okay. Okay. And some good music. Man, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. I'll start us off, boys. One, buffalo chicken dip. Gotta have it. It's almost an essential for any tailgate. Two, ham sliders. Yes. Lock that in. Three, we're going with a lighter blonde ale, something that you can drink all day and then not sitting heavy on you. I prefer A and B's Blonde Creek Ale. Um, so there's my three choices. Man, Tim, that's a solid. That is a solid. I think I just mic dropped there. Yeah, that. You said ham sliders, and I was like, oh. And then you said the. I knew exactly what you were going with the, the Blonde Creek. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't copy you. I'm going pigs and blanket. Mm. I can chow those down anytime uh i need a sweet treat i'm a i always am a i have a sweet tooth it sounds lame but just brownies if someone's got brownies at a at a tailgate can't go wrong and then my beverage you know you can't go wrong with a bud light like just like a bud like you can even get the flavored ones like the bud light lemon orange lime but just like non-craft beer yeah i think that's that's my tailgate i respect that's a good list too that's solid 
I've got to go a little combination of both of you guys here. Barbecue pulled pork sliders. I don't really care what sauce is in there. Like, I know I'm from the western part of the state, and the, the western part of North Carolina, the eastern part of North Carolina, have this barbecue roar. Like, is it vinegar? Is it tomato-based? I don't care. They're both good because technically I'm not even from North Carolina. So like, give me a barbecue slider, something I can hold in my hand, play a little can jam with my other hand, a little cornhole. Then I've got to go with a nice little Tostito scoop chip. It's got to be a scoop chip. I can scoop in my hands, pop them in. Maybe I get some of Tim's Buffalo dip over there, pop it in, whatever I might need. And then nice cool beverage. I put a lot of thought in this. You don't want to go crafty because who knows? You might have to chug your beer at one point. You might have to shotgun it just because roll nears, nears by 90. Who knows? But you also don't want crap. You don't want a natter day or, you know, a, a, a natty daddy or a bush like Keystone. You need something with substance. I'm going Yingling Golden Pilsner. It's light. It's refreshing. We have duty calls. You can slam those things down. Respectable list all around, fellas. I'll appreciate it. I know we're going to a tailgate, boys. I don't know what date yet. But for an App State football game, we're going there. Listeners, hop in with us. We're going to get the spot. We'll get our tent set up, flags, grills. We'll have the food. You guys bring the fun. Let's do it one weekend. Let's do it for the pub, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And we can make all the stuff we just mentioned. (laughs) I'll bring the brownies and the pigs and blanket. Boom. Tim's making those ham slatters. Hey, that's it for the show. We hope you enjoyed. Next week, all four dudes should be back here. Plus, maybe our special guest as well. We'll keep you updated on our Instagram. Make sure you give us a follow, like, share, Pub Sports Talk. Go check our YouTube page. We just dropped a YouTube video recently. Go give it a watch. Go give it a listen. Let us know what you guys want to hear. As always, thank you guys for the support. And let's do it for the pub. We'll see you later.